Hello, everyone. This is Father Bill Nicholas, and this is Faith, Hope, and History. Greetings and welcome, everybody. This is Friday, October 29th, 2021. It was on this day in 312 that the Emperor Constantine triumphantly entered Rome for the first time in his life after defeating Maxentius at the Battle of the Milvian Bridge, putting him at the head of Rome. It was on this day in 1618 Sir Walter Raleigh was beheaded in the old palace yard in Westminster, England. In 1682, on this day, William Penn landed in what is now Chester, Pennsylvania, In 1877, Confederate General Nathan Bedford Forrest died in Memphis, Tennessee. In 1885, Union General George B. McClellan died in Orange, New Jersey. He had run against the President of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, against Lincoln's re-election during the Civil War, having been a failed general under Lincoln uh, in the early years of the Civil War, was eventually fired by Lincoln himself. In 1901, William McKinley's assassin, Leon Skogots, <laughs> however you pronounce that, Leon Skogots was executed after having assassinated the President of the United States, William McKinley. In 1929, Black Tuesday occurred when the value of stocks went into a tailspin, causing an estimated $9 billion in losses, wiping out investors and resulting in the Great Depression. In 1940, with World War II looming on the horizon, it was on this day that the first American peacetime draft began when Secretary of War Henry L. Stimson drew the first number in the peacetime draft, which was number 158. In 1956, Israel invaded Egypt's Sinai Peninsula during the Suez Canal Crisis. And in 1998, on this day, astronaut and Senator John Glenn began his second flight into space on board the USS Discovery at age 77. But this weekend, we have Halloween coming up in just two days. And it's a big day for especially a lot of kids, the practice of trick-or-treating, the uh, collecting of candy, going from house to house, in some places from store to store. Over the last couple of years, it's been a rather contentious event with COVID still looming about. And naturally, there are those who don't approve of the holiday. I, for one, have never been overly fond of it. Uh, this one, and believe it or not, Valentine's Day, have never been have never been holidays that I've uh, been very much into. Maybe it has a lot to do with the candy, but. Halloween is a day in which I'm always fascinated when every year, much of it on social media, but sometimes you even see in the news, there are those groups who are just dead set against it, seeing it as a day of evil, a day celebrating death, and a day that we shouldn't expose our children to. Some see it as a day of the devil. And much of that sentiment of Halloween is because of the religious background of the holiday. Now, I'm not going to get into a 
detailed or even a general history of Halloween because there are lots of things, I think, that go into the development of the holiday that we know today. For example, you know, ancient pagan, especially uh, uh, ancient Irish Gaelic customs, much having to do with the fall harvest and so on. But as Catholic people, we know that Halloween, regardless of the practices that are behind it and have developed within it, Halloween is basically a derivative of All Hallows' Eve, which means the next day is the Feast of All Hallows, All Saints. And attached to that feast, the next day is the Feast of All Souls, the Feast of All the Faithful Departed, with the Feast of All Saints being a day in which we remember particularly those who have been formally canonized and recognized by the Church as heroes in holiness, so to speak. And... Halloween was that vigil kept the night before. Many major feasts of the church throughout the calendar year feature a vigil, such as Christmas has a vigil mass, the time when most people go to mass. Easter has a vigil mass. And other major feasts have a vigil observance. And even Ash Wednesday, while it doesn't have a vigil liturgical observance, a vigil is kept in a way very much like Halloween is. We have Shrove Tuesday, Fat Tuesday. And the night before, the beginning of Lent is a night of partying and eating, drinking before a communal fast is observed in the season of Lent. And in many ways, Halloween is something like that. It's a night before a feast day in which people gather for parties, for partying, and the various practices come from various ancient customs, and Christianity worked its way into many of them. But to speak to the notion that many, even Christian people, not necessarily of a Catholic denomination or even traditional Protestant denomination, but I know some Christian groups see it as very much a night that should not be promoted and should not be encouraged and should not be celebrated by our children. I don't necessarily have that view. Although, as I said before, Halloween isn't a day I look forward to. It's not really a day that I've been into. I've never been big on dressing up. I'm not a big fan of candy. I guess the older you get, the, the less you're into things like that. But to say that this is an evening that celebrates death and celebrates evil and celebrates the devil is a misunderstanding of the Christian approach and the Christian participation in the development of this particular night of partying, celebrating, and observance. Obviously today, the celebration of Halloween, while not a formally held holiday, has lost its religious significance, except for those of us who are aware of it. It is more a secular observance, in which it's a night of costumes, and a night of parties, in some cases parades. But very traditionally, it is a night that is associated with fear, and horror, and with Evil spirits, ghosts, goblins, witches, vampires, skeletons coming to life, and so on. It's a night of haunting. And much of that also comes from a superstition that developed because we celebrate the Feast of All Saints the next day. Just like with the celebration of Easter, very much a celebration of resurrection and light, the Easter Vigil begins in darkness, and we have that contrast between the darkness of the Easter Vigil that breaks into light 
during the Easter Vigil, and we celebrate the Feast of Resurrection, life over death, light over darkness in Easter. In the same way as we are celebrating tremendous holiness in All Saints Day, the vigil came to be associated as a last hurrah or a Mardi Gras of sorts for evil before it is overthrown by the holiness of All Saints Day. Even in Disney's movie Fantasia, the last segment of Fantasia, A Night on Bald Mountain, kind of plays upon that, where it's the night before All Hallows, the night before All Saints Day, it's Halloween, and Satan is on the top of Bald Mountain, I forget his Russian name, but there is a night of partying and revelry, of death, of fear, of... of Basically, they're images of worshiping evil. And then at the height of the celebration, the bell tolls midnight, and we are now in All Saints Day. As is portrayed in Fantasia, once that bell tolls and we are now in a day of holiness, the devil folds his wings back into Bald Mountain. The evil spirits return almost in a melancholy fashion to their graves And, at least in the case of Fantasia, the ending of the night on Bald Mountain segues into the Ave Maria. So, Halloween is very much seen in some elements as a celebration or an affirmation or a worship of death and evil and darkness. But what has Halloween also evolved into? We may not see children dressing up as ghosts and goblins anymore, although that is still very much a presence in in many parties. There's always going to be the witch, the skeleton, the ghost, and so on. It's still very much a part of the, um, I guess you could say, iconography of Halloween. But the idea was that early on, with that notion that the coming of All Saints Day would mean the evil spirits are out in a night of partying, feasting, revelry, that it was a night of fear and terror and horror. It was a night of haunting. It was a night of torment. And the superstitious would cower into the homes. We don't go out that night because it's the night before All All Hallows Day. And so the night before, the evil spirits would go wandering. But then what did this eventually become to? And it's a very Christian approach to the superstition of evil spirits coming out the night before All Saints Day. And basically the Christian notion is we do not fear the forces of evil. We do not fear the forces of death and darkness. We didn't cower in our homes, under the table, in the closet, hiding under the bed or in the bed. because we have such confidence in the holiness that is celebrated on All Saints Day. And so, what was part of that practice of Halloween? It was of children dressing up as these evil spirits. Not to conduct a haunting, but to go dancing and prancing around in these costumes of witches, goblins, werewolves, vampires, ghosts, and evil spirits. The superstitious mind would hear the knock on the door and say, don't open it, it's the evil spirits trying to get in. 
but a person with the confidence of Christianity and the holiness that is celebrated on All Saints Day knows that compared to that holiness, the ghosts and goblins have virtually no power, are insignificant. And instead of cowering away when you hear the door knocking or the doorbell ringing, you open the door to see these children playing in these costumes, dancing, singing, saying trick-or-treat, maybe causing a little bit of mischief, but you know it's not the evil spirits. You know it's just the children dressed up. In other words, evil is mocked. Evil is laughable. Evil is not something to be feared except insofar as it can possess us and entice us into sin, and thereby we run the risk of losing our salvation. But when it comes to these monsters that personify evil, possession, fright, and fear, Halloween reflects a certain confidence of people in faith. We don't fear the evil spirits. It reminds me of one of the lines in Psalm 91, you shall not fear the terror of the night. And we don't fear the terror of the night. In fact, we mock the terror of the night. We dress up, we dance, we say trick or treat. We're not something that is frightening. We're something made fun of. And in many ways, that practice in All Hallows' Eve, Halloween, corresponds to the day after All Saints' Day, which is All Souls' Day. Many cultures, and I know especially in Mexico, All Souls' Day is a big day. You do see images of death, of skeletons, candy skeletons made of sugar, the decoration of tombs on the Day of the Dead, All Souls' Day, to express the fact that they don't fear death, but rather it's a day that they remember their ancestors. Death is not something to be feared, but it's a day in which we remember those family, friends, but especially family, other loved ones, who've gone before us and who have died. So in many ways, the celebration of All Saints Day corresponds to an evening before in which we in our revelry and celebration and partying and trick-or-treating and dressing up, reflect the fact that we are not afraid of the forces of evil or any forces of evil that may seek to have their own Mardi Gras of evil the night before All Saints Day. And the day after All Saints is a day in which we celebrate the faithful departed in such a way as to show that we don't fear death and we don't see death as something separating us from our ancestors. Even as Isaiah says, God has destroyed the veil that veils all people. Death is only a veil, not a wall, not a door, not even a window. And so in celebrating a day of the dead, death is not something to be feared because we know that with God's help, we pass from death into eternal life. And on Halloween, we know from the partying, the dancing, the dressing up, even the traditional dressing up of scary creatures, of visiting haunted houses, we're basically showing that while there may have been a superstition that evil comes out the night before All Saints Day, we as people of a Christian faith do not fear that. We don't fear death. We don't fear evil or the evil spirits. We know those aren't real. And we know if they were, they're nothing compared to the holiness that we are about to celebrate in All Saints Day. So that's an important aspect of all Saints Day and of Halloween that I think we should remember, regardless of the multi-layered history of Halloween, 
it is a night that we can very much approach with a Christian understanding, even if and when we or our children dress up not as saints, which is the practice on All Saints Day, but as ghosts and goblins and witches and werewolves and things to be feared the night before. Because while we fear evil influencing us, evil in general, we know, has been overcome by Christ. Manifested by the many saints we celebrate on All Saints Day, therefore the powers of evil, while taken seriously, are not something that should be feared because that evil has been overcome by Christ. But also, another interesting bit of history to remember on Halloween, which this year is celebrated on a Sunday, and it's an important thing to remember for Catholics and non-Catholics alike, and that is October 31st is the anniversary of Martin Luther nailing his 95 thesis to the door of the Wittenberg Palace Church. And many see that as the, that was the key event that ushered in the Protestant Reformation. And so, even as it is a day before All Saints Day, and a night of kind of a Mardi Gras-style partying, it's also a day to remember in which our church was divided, and would be divided more by the Protestant Reformation. It's only been... 504 years. Not that long in terms of a 2,000-year history of the church. But we always hope that Christianity will be reunited someday, not just among Catholics and Protestants, of which the 31st of October is the anniversary of that Reformation, the Protestant Reformation, but also... Another split that the church experienced 500 years before that, and that is the split between the Orthodox Church and the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church, at least, is always continually working toward restoring a united Christian church. And we continue to pray for that on the Feast of All Saints, and we remember on All Hallows' Eve, the day of All Hallows' Eve. So it's a day that has an interesting history. I mean, another thing that happened that day is that Harry Houdini passed away on that day in 1926. A man whose history is, is shrouded with, with mystery because he was an illusionist. He was a magician. And some have even said, you know, could he have escaped the bonds of death? And, and sometimes he's associated with, uh, with spiritualism and, and so on, because he was um, such a legendary illusionist, escape artist, and magician. But as we prepare to, in a couple of days, celebrate All Saints Day, and as many of you are preparing, and however your family and friends like to celebrate Halloween, I know some people really, really are into it. They enjoy that holiday every year. They look forward to dressing up. They look forward to the scares. They look forward to the partying and the games. Let's not lose sight of the Christian elements in that celebration of Halloween. Even if perhaps it is a Christianization of pagan observances, which is nothing new. That happens quite a bit. It's part of the evangelization of pagan cultures throughout church history. And regardless of what it was from a pagan culture, let us remember now we remember it from a Christian context, 
even if we do celebrate it as a night of scariness and fright, a night of ghosts and goblins, it still has its Christian presence in that if evil spirits that are not to be feared seek to come out for one last grand hurrah, it is done before a day of great holiness and a great celebration of holiness and All Saints Day and ultimately concluding in another day in which we remember and celebrate those who've gone before us in death, always bearing in mind that that is ultimately our own destination. And it's nothing to be feared, while at the same time not, look to, not something to be looking forward to. We never look forward to dying or loved ones dying. We know that death is our gateway to eternal life. And hopefully holiness will accompany it in that, even as we mock the evil that would manifest itself on Al Hallow's Eve, we don't fear the forces of evil, except insofar as it can take us away from the holiness that we celebrate on All Saints Day as we move closer to that day in which we will join those who have gone before us and ultimately join Christ himself in the experience of death as the means of passing, we pray, from this life to the next. So enjoy the holiday. Happy Halloween. Happy All Saints Day. Happy All Souls Day. And with any luck, I will talk to you again soon.